In this episode of The Philly Blunt, we sit down with Natalie Eganoff at the Standard Tap at Second and Poplar. Natalie is heard regularly on 97.5's Mike Missinelli Show. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, leave us reviews on iTunes, and follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all as The Philly Blunt. And visit our website, thephillyblunt.com, for photos and extra material. What was my worst yeah. date? The guy who stole an inflatable dolphin. What? And ran out of a restaurant with it, and the people chased him. Why, you were on a date with him? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Philly Blunt. My name is Shiny Good Times. What is that He's voice? Such a professional. Jesus, Reef. My name is uh, My name is Reef. <laughs> there we go. Greg, are you with us? Here hey, my name is Val. This is Greg. Uh, all right, we are very excited to have uh, our uh, guest here on the uh, show. We have Natalie. Is it pronounced Eganoff? Eganoff. Eganoff. All it's right. It's like a breakfast sandwich. Nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eganoff, that's easy to remember. Yes. Um, Natalie, welcome to the program. Thank you guys for having me. This is this is exciting. This is exciting. Yes. Um, so we'll start with, uh, we are at the Standard Tap, which is uh, obviously a well-known establishment. We've been here almost 25 years mm-hmm. up in uh, Northern Liberties and uh, actually kind of considered by a lot of people to be the first gastro pub in the U.S. Some oh, I didn't even, know that. Yeah, some people even say that. So my question for you was, we asked all the guests uh, when they picked the spot, what, what is it about this spot that made you want this to be the one? Well, this is just kind of where my friends and I come to hang out when I go out. And it's like really low key. You know, you can see the setting in here. It's like a little bit like darker. They have like a great beer selection, quality food. Um, yeah, no, I just really like the vibe here. Are you a beer fan? I'm I'm a beer fan, yeah. I'm not like a beer person, but I know enough that I could probably carry a conversation about beer if I okay. had to. So you come here a lot because you not only live here, but you grew up not far from here. Is that right? Yeah. So my uh, family is originally from the Fishtown, Kenton area. And then, you know, when the neighborhood kind of went down the hill, we moved up to Northeast Philly. So, mm. I mean, I'm born and raised within, I've never lived outside the city. Um, so, yeah, my family's from here and... I just love the area. I moved back in 2015 to Fishtown, and I just kind of felt like I came back home. You know, my my roots are here, and I just lo- I really love the area. I really love what's happening with it, the upswing, how people are like paying outrageous prices for homes, which I find ridiculous because I'm like, if you only knew, you know, like <laughs> what went on here, and there's like hotels under the L now, and I'm like, nobody wanted to live under the L. It's yeah. crazy how it works, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, w- I went to Evil Genius. And we left at like, I don't know, like 12.30 at night, and we're walking under the L. And I was like, it's 12.30 a.m., and I'm walking yeah, under, under the, the L, L on yeah, like Kensington like, Avenue. This yeah, is like, unbelievable. And you don't, have a, you don't have a gun on you uh, or nothing. No. I'm not, even, not even worried about it. No, right? and like 15 years ago, that would have not been okay. Oh, no. And like can't. being under the L is now an, appear, now an appeal. It's like, it's under the L. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right. Everybody avoided that yeah. shit like 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah, sure. Don't you like sun? Like we had, I went to North Catholic, we had <laughs> yeah. prostitutes under the L yes. at Erie Tarsdale. Yes. Like you get out of school and... They're just hustling on the corner there. That's what under the L meant. Yeah, that's what under the L meant. Yeah. Tell us more about your high school days, sir. (laughs) What high school did you go to? Cardinal Doherty. Oh, Cardinal Doherty. Yeah, right um, in Olney. 
Okay. Right Not at, still there. No, no. So actually, it closed the same year as North Catholic. Yep. Uh, 2010, I think, was the final year. So. What's probably. the local public like? Northeast High? Like I'm not familiar with. No, it. my my local was um, Fells. Mine would have been Frankfurt. Frankfurt High. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're, the, the Northeast te- is such a mystery to me. Yeah, me too. Yeah. My girls from up there. Her family's from up there. They're all like drunk Irish. I'm like, this is too typical. Why? Like, yes, that's <laughs> that's pretty much you know what, what it mean? is. Like, yeah. Like, Come on, man. Like, really? You're gonna be that? Those, drunk, the those drunk Irishmen are getting pushed further and further north, yeah. though. Yes, like, they're they only are. having a little corner of the Northeast now. And yeah, all so, piled in there. For sure. Yeah, my neighborhood was all Irish bars, like on every other corner. For sure. Um, yeah. And then you know, my neighborhood changed in like 2000. Three or 2002, like early. Yeah. A lot of the families started to move to the suburbs. They wanted different, you know, they just wanted like lawns and stuff, I guess. What was it about your family and you that you didn't fall into that? Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, just circumstance. My mother was single. She raised my sister and I on her own. Yeah, so we yeah. kind of just, mm-hmm. we held it down right. for years. Right. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, we just kind of stayed, and then eventually, you know, I moved out. I went to college, and my mm-hmm. mom was like, I don't need all this space. So she moved into, like, a smaller apartment. Are you the big sister apartment. or the little sister? I'm the little, little sister, right. yeah. You and yeah. your sister mad tight? Yes. Word. Yeah, That's I have an older sister. She's great. Jill. Nice. Wonderful, wonderful. She's still live in town? She's in Fox Chase now. Okay. Yeah, right. so, again, just... Migrating yeah. north, yeah. yeah, yeah. I read that that you said your mom was like your biggest influence because how strong she made, raised you to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was unbelievable. I mean, again, she was single. She worked like multiple jobs at certain points, like just mm. to make sure that we got a proper education. Yeah. And but she was always so positive and was just like, whatever you set your mind to, you're yeah. going to be able to do. There right. was no right. doubt in her mind that whatever. And it didn't matter what I wanted to be. Like, when I was young, I wanted to be an astronaut. And she was like, you got this, yeah. man. Here's a telescope for Christmas. <laughs> sure, right. You oh, yeah, sit sure. out on that porch sure. nice. and you look at those stars. You know, like, she was so... She's resilient and amazing. Yeah. And her background was, um, you know, really incredible. So she just... She's, like, my biggest inspiration. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. I have no excuses because of her, you know? Oh, yeah, for right. sure. What's it's it? funny what, you say that because my mom, when I asked her as a single mom, I was like, how did you do it? She was just like... I didn't have any other choice. Yeah, no, there was no, so no excuses. Yeah, there's no excuses. So when you, when you talked about your mom's background, though, like what was going on in your mom's background? So she actually, um, her background was crazy. She came from a family, and her parents were married, and they had this beautiful home. And then uh, my grandfather was in the service, and both her parents fell victim to um, alcoholism and depression, and yeah. they ended up homeless. And she like lived in. Uh, Lived on the lived on the L and lived in 30th Street Station as like a child. Wow. As a child, yeah. Wow. Um, lived at the with the Black Panthers at one point. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What up, mom? Yeah. What up, no, mom? you know. Respect. Respect. I mean, uh, and they as took people in, they took right. people in, and she right. was probably like five or six years old. And back then, there weren't programs mm-hmm. in the city yeah. to provide for homeless families, and the mm-hmm. Black Panthers took her in. So mm-hmm. she was. She's been on. She was probably. I don't know if she'll kill me for telling people this, but she won't hear it. <laughs> but she. Uh, no, she, I mean she was on her own by the time she was 15 just wow. working and yeah. yeah I mean she's unbelievable now she's happy as a clam she like has this great job and she paints and she plays the piano nice. she's so cute oh, yeah. good for her yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. it gets greater later it does yeah. yeah yeah it really does <laughs> so she's so is that so, so, so uh, I mean she's your inspiration if you named one person as your inspiration would that be your mom yeah I mean just for uh, out of like persistence and like my work ethic definitely comes from her I mean she was just putting in hours and hours just again for like the necessities um and she say I at one point she saved for like 
two years to take my sister and I to Disney World. Like she put down away like twenty dollars a week after over like two and a half years just nice. to take us there. You know That's what I mean? Beautiful. Like right. just like those types of things that she did because she wanted to do it, and then she did it. Yeah. So awesome. yeah, she's yeah. definitely yeah. she's That's the beautiful. one. That's remarkable. What what made you fall in love with sports? So my dad, right? Um, my dad, you know, my he would pick me up on the weekends, and I don't so he think was, he was he was in your life. He was in my yeah, life, for yeah. Sure, for sure. Yeah, so he would pick me up on the weekends, and I don't think that he knew what to do with a girl. <laughs> you know? Right? Was he flying solo? No girlfriend. Uh, he did end up marrying later on. Yeah. Um, but so, but I don't think he knew what to do with a with a girl. So he was just like, I'm going to teach her whatever it is that I like. And he would take me, we would go to Phillies games, we would go to Flyers games. And like when I would go to the games, he would like teach me all the rules and then he'd quiz me on the rules. And like, so I feel like that's where that came from. And part of that was, you know, when also when we would be driving around in his car, he would listen to sports talk radio. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I fell in love with the medium and I fell in love with the teams. Um, Was Was he a Flyers only guy or all the sports? Um, and he's all the sports, all the sports for sure. But the Flyers were his first team. Um, I, I think they might still be. Yeah, Flyers. Yeah, Flyers, Phillies, Eagles, Sixers. Like he's very. But the Flyers were his team. Like he's, you know, he still sees Bernie Perrant and is like, Nat, there is Bernie. And I'm like, I've seen him 55,000 times. <laughs> right. Yes. Like, yeah, he's here, in the, he's here at the door when I get here in the morning. The man yeah. lives, <laughs> he lives on a boat, man. Right. <laughs> so my, my dad has, um, you know, he married. They had two children, my younger brother and sister, who are just wonderful. And uh, at one point, my dad was like, to my little brother, like, Bill, there's Bernie. Don't you want to go say hi? My brother's like, Dad, I've met him like 12 times. Like, <laughs> I've seen, yeah, like, but, you know, he still gets that, like, Broad Street bullies, like, glimmer in his eye. Yeah. He's so sweet. Yeah, he's sweet. Right. So, uh, so were you, is hockey your big thing because it was your dad's big thing? Or are you, is there another sport you're more into? So, I mean, I feel like as I've grown and, like, learned more about, like, I, I knew hockey from a young age. I knew all the rules. I was, I was very into the teams. Like, that 97 Stanley Cup team, like, I'm still, like, Oh God! Like it still breaks my heart that like Lindros never panned out to be what he thought he was going to be. My dog was Lindros. Like mm. that's you know like it was like a thing. I had never yeah. seen a hockey player. <sighs> it was like can't you had to watch every shift because he would make an amazing goal, an amazing pass, or just he destroy was, somebody every yeah. shift. Yeah, he was unbelievable. So um, yeah, hockey was my first love, and then I kind you know baseball kind of went hand in hand with that because I think baseball at the time was like a little bit easier to understand, and then. It was like football and basketball. But now I think I've naturally just gravitated because of the nature of the business, you know, towards mm. football. Ratings. Well, yeah, yeah no, yeah. I mean, a God's honest truth, it's just, yeah. you know, but I do, I, I, I have a general, I, have, I guess I would say my best is football, then it's baseball, then it's hockey and basketball together. What did you study at Temple? I started as broadcast journalism. And then I was like, I don't know how I'm actually going to make that happen. <laughs> I Honestly, I was just like, I don't know if this is, I don't know how I'm going to get there. So then I just switched to general communications because it felt a little bit safer. But how did you get where you are? I saw this opening for a receptionist at WIP and I was like, I'll just take that and see what the hell happens. Yeah, roll with it. Yeah. So from there I did radio promotions and then I was a broadcasting um, assistant. Like showing up on remotes, handing out stuff, like yes. that kind of promotion. Yeah, all those, ra- all those um, tents, like yeah. those radio yeah, yeah, yeah. tents that you see, like that was me under there for like mm-hmm. a really long time. 
Um, you basically would take anything that came across that would help get you where you wanted to get, right? Literally any job. Yeah. I, I was a production runner for um, NBC Sports Philadelphia or NBC Sports Universal, like national. I did Sunday night football broadcasts and um, Sunday hockey. And I got to travel, which was cool. But like my job was like I had to like tie up wires. I'm, I'll never forget this. I was like tying up wires under this trailer and like January in the freezing rain, like mm-hmm. tying this. And I'm like someday this is all going to pay off, right, you know, like, right, right. And, and those jobs are just kind of like, we need bodies to just do these random tasks. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, yeah. And I just kept taking job after job. And then, uh, at WIP, I landed a segment with Angelo Cataldi nice. and that's kind of where the on air stuff came in. And what's, then, what's he like? Um, <laughs> he is one of the most smartest mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. I've ever met in my mm-hmm. life. And you know, he's, ve- he's very nice. Um, very smart. He runs that show like a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's great. Was there a time when you were doing the promotions up until that WIP break where you were, like, frustrated and wanted to give up? I I mean, I I wanted to give up. I also, you know, so during all this, I also worked full-time at the University of Penn um, as an administrative coordinator in their cancer center. So, like, I was just, you know, there were so many times where I was like, should I pursue a different path? But, like, it just kept... I just, like, kept going with it. And Keith Jones, actually, from the WIP Morning Show, Jonesy, was like, Natalie, if you just keep showing up, like... Show up. That's 90% yeah. of life. He, that's, Show up. He 90% of life. It he, really is. Because, you know, I would vent my frustrations. I'm like, I don't even know, like, how this works or where it goes. And he was just like, you just have to keep showing up, he said, because people stop. Right. I did stop at one point. When I got the job at the cancer center, I did stop. I was like, I'm just going to take another career path. But then I, I was like heartbroken. And this was probably 2012. So this was like five years ago now. Um, and I was just heartbroken over the fact that I wasn't doing radio anymore. And right. I, just, I just wanted to get, I was like, I can't stop. Right. I don't care what I have to do. Like, right. I'm just not stopping. Right. Does it bother you the fact that like you work so hard, you did all this, and then you're, you're talking about real sports stuff, and then just like it seems like a lot of times people might focus on more of how you look. Is that an advantage or does that bother you? Um, so it's been an advantage and a and a disadvantage. I would imagine it'd be fifty fifty, right? Yeah. So I, I think that the misconception and you know what people say to me on the internet is like you got to where you are because that's kind of what I was getting at and I don't want to say that because I think it's bullshit we know that's bullshit but how does that make you feel no I mean it's one of those things where I like you know people say things on the internet that aren't true and I I always say like the oh, people wor- threaten to you know yeah. kill my mother and yeah yeah, so yeah. yeah they're you know I I just think my work speaks for itself and the truth is you could be you know Kate Upton you know who's incredibly beautiful but if you don't put in your time and if you don't know what you're talking about that people know mm-hmm. and you're just not good at what you're doing right like so while you know there are some advantages where it's like wow she's attractive like let's mm-hmm. do this um let's do this. you know uh but like it's like it's like if you, once someone opens their mouth if yeah. they sound stupid exactly. or right. they're they sound like they don't know what they're talking about no. then that goes away right. like you can only get so far with that well Absolutely. just in general you know? i mean just in general being a female in a male dominated field how difficult has that been in general and, and kind of getting back to what Reef's saying in terms of, and, and we were discussing a little bit earlier, uh, if people disagree with you, they don't just disagree with you. They, they then throw out, oh, you shouldn't even be doing this. Well, so th- that is where I think I struggle the most with is, is because I, you know, 
I think to myself, if I were a guy, mm-hmm. you know, the men in the industry don't face the same type of scrutiny that I do because like the internet for whatever reason has been like preoccupied with my eyebrows. It's like very strange. <laughs> and I'm like, you what? My eyebrows. I don't know. People like always like come at my eyebrows and I'm like, okay. Um, but it's like, you know, that's, the, that's fucking weird. It's yeah. Right. Yeah. That weird. I, I don't even have a response to it. I'm no, sure. no, I'm just using an example. Like it'll oh. be like, Oh, like this opinion sucks. Like your eyebrows are stupid. And I'm like, <laughs> it is what it is. It comes with the nature of the business. It doesn't like, it doesn't like bother me. I think what bothers me is when people are just like blatantly like mean. Right. You know, right. like it's, it's, it's a, it's a cheap shot to take a, you know, a dig at somebody's like looks. So I think we've been kind of, you know, we've been talking about some of the negative aspects of it, but there's still, for one thing, uh, obviously what you do is dealing with people's opinions all day. So it's kind of be kind of a weird line between, okay, I have to listen a lot to opinions I disagree with, but, you know, kind of as politics and sports have mixed, it's become a little bit more passionate, a little bit more intense. Yeah, Um, 100%. where, where Where do you draw that line in terms of like... All right. This is where it's personal, and this is where it's this is where it's just us talking on sports radio because sports radio is set up for people to argue. That's kind of yeah kind of the point. Again, it's it's really trying to make people think about their reactions to things, mm. and I think that that's what Mike Missinelli does so well. It's um, like, why do you why are you so upset about? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. He he wants people to be kind of turn the conversation and like be like introspective. And think about why does this bother you so much? Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean. And I feel like him, Tyrone, and myself all basically have a we're big proponents for you know equality on every level. And uh, I think that that helps that we have you know Mike is such a he's so logical and he operates from a point of logic. And that's why when he makes these arguments uh, or not even arguments, when he has these really intense discussions, which, you know, are more often now than they have ever been. uh, He is, he's really trying to get people to think about why they feel this way. And, you know, perhaps kind of explain to them like why it's not correct. If that makes sense. He he probably could have made millions as a, as an attorney, like I know he's making bank now, but he would have killed it. He's like, he's unbelievable. I, you know, I don't care what anybody says about him. He turns on that microphone every single day and he brings it and he's so smart and he just, he's just like, I'm in awe. I'm, I'm so thankful it's, to be yeah. working with yeah. him. It's, 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 it's got to be a great feeling to wake up and love going to work. Yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like we've been talking about some of the negative things about the job. What are some of the, what are, what are some of the things you love about the job? I love, so I really, what I really, really, really love about what I do is I love the performance aspect of it. And I love the fact that people use our radio show, and it is a show. You know, I, I, I and I like that. You know, the Mike Missinelli show is a show, and when we go in there every day, it's with the intent to entertain. It's not really with the t- intent to fight all day long. Like, while there's like heavy, debatable topics, I love the days where we're able to have like fun on the show and incorporate the sports topics and. You know, like kind of have like themes and make people laugh. And like, I I think that the best part of it for me is when people listen to our show and I get tweets and they're like, this was so funny or I'm cracking up out loud. Like, because at the end of the day, like, just like sports are, we're meant to be entertainment. And I think that we're meant to be relief. So I love that part of what I do. Like, are are there days when you're like, I was born and raised here. My dad listened to sports talk and I'm on the air 
every day. Oh yeah, does your does your pop listen? Oh, my dad listens yeah. all the time. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> like, that's yeah. awesome. That's a crazy yeah. reality check that you're on the air in Philadelphia every day. Yeah, it's it's really it's wild. I mean, I think about it every day. Every day when I woke up, I'm like, you you kind of you you kind of did it. You yeah, know, it's yeah. like it's weird. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I'm thankful every single day. You know. What's so, the what's next? Like, what do you what do you from right now? I'm sure you're good, but like, what's the? Do you have like. Uh, visions of what you want to where you want to go from here so it's funny because i feel like i just got where to where i've been like working yeah. towards you know like <laughs> 10 years of you know working towards something so i feel like i just got there but i you know i again it's i love the um and i'm not the angry uh opinion person <laughs> that's just not who i am on the inside so if I could somehow foray this into some sort of like, I would like to do like a TV show okay. where I get to like entertain, like almost like a, like a talk show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Something like that. that. Yeah. I could see that happening. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right. I would like to do some sort of like, like TV, like talk show at some right. point. Maybe like, in, like, but are you thinking like late night talk yes. show or are you yeah. thinking, Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Like a late night talk show would be like my ultimate dream. I love, um, I, I again like I love late night television and comedy and like that type of stuff. So if I could somehow foray this into some sort of like late night with Conan O'Brien, I would be so happy. Who is somebody you consider successful, like across the board? In just across just across the board in life, has 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 the money thing figured out? Has the you know, it seems at least to have kind of the whole thing figured out. I mean, I know it's, it's hard for all of us to try to figure it out. It's probably the easy answer, but like Oprah. Nice. Okay. You shout know, out, I mean, out, shout right. out Big O. She's a big fan of the podcast. <laughs> right? Yeah, she I mean, us. I don't. I mean, she loves us. She or no, or, or even uh, even like Ellen DeGeneres. I feel like she's kind of got that. I I'm. I feel like anybody who puts their product out there as they are themselves. And can do good for others and make and while entertaining and making money. I feel like that's success to me. So like she operates from a place of doing better for other people. So I guess Ellen. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Someone like her. We want to go to the uh, the Philly Blunt, where we just go straight to the uh, I think so, yeah. the, the yeah. questions. Let's okay. wrap it up. Yep. All right, so we're gonna we're just gonna kind of hit you with questions, just from all angles. You just oh, got to be boy. ready, okay? And uh, just give the 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 quick answer, unless you got something really good, and then you can then you can keep going. All right, who's gonna lead us off? I will. All right, Rising Sun Plaza or Roosevelt Mall? Oh man, uh, gotta go Roosevelt Mall. All right, I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah. gotta go Roosevelt yeah. Mall. Joyce Leslie for oh, like Joyce Leslie wants to spot. No way out. No, I'm, I'm like, way out. That's where I got my belly button pierced. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I mean, that's where I got my Marilyn Monroe denim airbrush jacket. Yes. I mean, it's just that like what you did at the way out. Yes. You really had one of those? Right. Uh, my parents still have it, dude. Nice, nice, nice. All right, you're up. Uh, one's got to go. Italian food, Mexican food, Chinese food. Oof. You can only eat two out of the three for the rest of your life. Oh my God, this is this yeah. is torture. We don't mess around here. Shit gets real. Shit gets real around here. Italian, Mexican, or Chinese? Yeah, one's got one. One you can, one has to go forever. I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of the Mexican food. Wow! Wow! I can't do it. Okay, that's the only food that I could if I made the total shift yeah. out of like a, basically an American diet. 
Mm-hmm. I could go to a Mexican diet. I worked in Mexico for six weeks, and I had Mexican food every so, single day, and I never got tired of Mexican. See, food. I'm saying that right now because I feel like I only eat Mexican food all the time right now. Mm-hmm. And you're ready so, for a change? Yeah, I'm ready for a change. <laughs> mm-hmm. what's, what's your go-to John? Like, what what is your Mexican place in town? Locopez. Mm. Shout out to Locopez. Cheers. Pez. Yes. All yeah. right. What is uh, what is your at bat music? Oh, my walk-up song? Yeah, your walk-up song. First and um, bad of your major league career. Oh, my. Oh, this is a deep one for me. Um, Batting third for the Phils. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thanks. I've been working on it for a while. This might be weird, but um, I, I think Eve, who's that girl? No, that's perfect. Nice. Is that good? Oh, yeah, that's good. That's my yeah. Oh, that's solid across the board. Local, local, and so yeah. when I when I had my radio show last year, that was kind of like my theme song. So okay, yeah, that's the you're up, Greg. That's up. the one. Yeah. Did you ever make out in Burlholm Park? Oh my God! Yes. Who did? Who did it? Right? Who did it? This Come is on. turning into some Northeast shit. Like. <laughs> Where is Burlholm Park? Just so I know. It's in Burlholm. It's in Burlholm. Is that a That's a neighborhood? Yeah. yeah. Come on. I yeah. can't keep yeah. Yeah. I, I had no clue. I had no clue. Um, the good old days. Game seven, World Series, Super Bowl. Which one you calling? I think. You would be the on-air voice for the games. Oh, my God. I covered the Eagles last year when they made their Super Bowl run. Mm-hmm. So I think that I would do the Phillies just to have that different yeah so you you were you were hanging around the team last year right mm-hmm. you were doing uh, uh, some radio working with the team yes um, so you got to know some of the guys yeah uh, which guy would which guy on the team that you got to know would make the best quizzo teammate oh boy I feel like Chris Long would probably be like actually yeah I went yeah. to UVA yeah, yeah. smart team. yeah yeah I love I love watching him tear trolls up on. Yeah. It's oh one of my, my favorite God, things, yeah. man. It's so good because he he comes with facts. All right, what's your worst date? My worst date. <laughs> what, Come on, man. What was my worst yeah. date? The guy who stole an inflatable dolphin. What? And ran out of a restaurant with it, and the people chased him. Why you were on a date with him? Yeah. What? Uh, we need a little bit more information. This is this is off to a really good start, though. So, no, I was on a date with this guy, and it was, like, snowing. And Northeast? This, no. Right. And this guy brought in, like, this group of people came in, and they must have been, like, sledding or something with this giant inflatable dolphin. So my date was like, wouldn't it be funny if I stole that dolphin? And I was like, what? No. Like, I didn't, like... like. <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if I stole that Was this dolphin? a first date? Second. All right. Yeah. So, he felt comfortable. Yeah. And I was like... <laughs> I was, I was going like, with trying to impress, but yeah. I, I was like, no, that wouldn't be funny. And I like kind of thought that he was joking. And then next thing you know, we were getting ready to leave. And he like he I, he was like, go, 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 go. And I turned around. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, the do- and the dolphin was like behind me. Yeah. So then the people like chased him out of the um, place to go get their dolphin and then uh, I walked back in because I'm like where did this dude go and I walked back in and I looked around and they booed me because they I think (laughs) that they like thought that I was like part of the dolphin heist right right and then he was calling me he's like I had to ditch the dolphin and I was like oh my god I'm getting booed by people and you're saying this was a bad date yes okay okay I thought it sounds kind of amazing 
you're getting booed. They were so angry they yeah, booed yeah, her. If you, if, you they, getting, if you end up getting booed on a date, it's probably <laughs> big it's red flag. <laughs> big red flag. Yeah, yeah. So where can people find you at? What's websites, socials, all that? It's all. Stuff? It's all just my name. I try okay. to keep it simple. It's nice. all Natalie Eganoff on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Nice. Com. Okay. It's E G E N O L. Now your Facebook is open, like public page, or it's it's essentially public now. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so find me there. Find me on 97.5 The Fanatic. It's nice. where I'll be on the Mike Masnelli show. Awesome. awesome. And on NBC Sports Philadelphia. Yes. Now yes. Yes, you are. Yes. So Congratulations to all your success. Thank man. you. Yeah. Thank yeah, you, guys. Sure. This was fun. Yeah. yeah. yeah Thanks for hanging out. Yes. Thanks so much. I'm Johnny Good Times. Uh, I'm Reed. <laughs> hey, I'm Miles. This is Greg. I'd like to give a shout out to Standard Tap for being such a great host tonight, too, in all seriousness. Yeah. Uh, the, the strobe mapping, light like, gave a good, uh, yeah. good uh, ambiance. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, can't, nice you can't see it, going. but it's real. No, I mean, it's been, it's been like hosting an interview at a disco party, so it's yeah, been nice sure. all night long. See, isn't the atmosphere yeah. nice? Yeah. That's why I come here. Yeah, I love it. Hey, great clean. Who doesn't too. love a good disco ball on a Thursday? Right, right, right. right. Thank you guys so, so much. All right, all right thank you. Peace. Take it light. It's the sound of Philadelphia. Welcome to the home of brotherly love. Brothers covered in blood. The man's office is covered in bugs.